that is uh, Zahara asking um, that we answer Pendula. Uh, that's the name of the song and uh, the meaning is uh, please do respond um, respond to some of the challenges we face and respond to uh, who you're supposed to be as a human being and right now joining me on the line is uh, William Bird who is uh, director of media monitoring Africa as we talk about South African media uh, when analyzing the state of South African media you look at the court battles the apologies the leaked information the fake news uh, what does it take to be a media personality with integrity and uh, William is joining us on the ri- on the line right now good afternoon and uh, welcome William Hi, good afternoon, Chriselda. Thanks for having me on the program. Thank you for taking our call. Um, all these uh, complaints that are raised about media, um, they, they, do, they are concerning, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And I, I think that, um, you know, around the, the world, so not just unique to South Africa, no, absolutely. Uh, media and journalism are, are in crisis. They, uh, a lot of their models have fallen, have fallen apart. They're these sorts of allegations... The spread of, uh, of mis- and disinformation is really challenging the kind of uh, ability to dominate the narrative that, that media previously and journalism previously used to, used to have. So and what how that's do- done is, is it's brought into stark relief the kind of issues of quality and, and ethical journalism. Mm. And, and how do we take journalism um, to the standard of ethics um, that all of us are supposed to be subscribing to, uh, that we, we read it of all these controversies that are associated? Could it be also that uh, we need to relook at uh, remuneration? Because uh, oftentimes than not, uh, it's mostly uh, related to people not earning enough. Not that I'm excusing it. Well, I think that there are a number of factors. So if you look at, around the world, you'll see that there's been a disproportionate increase in the number of PR uh, people against the decimation of our newsrooms. So if you look at newsrooms around South Africa, you know, the number of journalists there has been cut and cut and cut as mm. media organizations have sought to do things. And that has an impact on, on quality. And at the same time, the shift to digital has meant that a journalist now can't just write a story or, or, or do one audio clip. They then have to do social media around that. They then have to do this and this and this and then make sure that it's web ready, et cetera, et cetera. So the skill set is quite different, the, the ability. And, and because they're often having to do a number of stories any, at any one time, the chances of them cutting corners and also then being um, harassed and persuaded by you know, the PR organizations and spin agents to varying degrees is going to have an impact. So the journalists in South Africa that are there really uh, are up against, uh, you know, very big, powerful forces, not only the ones that they're then trying to expose, which isn't to suggest that they don't have severe limitations, but I think that people need to consider the fact that people that are doing journalism really are very often putting their their lives are at, at, at substantial risk. So, um, you know, clearly, I don't think that most people that are in those situations get get paid enough to do that. But I think that the core issue is that um, the model for journalism is in crisis and we need to find ways of supporting it because had it not been for media in South Africa, we mm-hmm. wouldn't have known about uh, most of the things that we're now investigating, you know. So certainly uh, the, the, the Zondo Commission is a, is a case in point without the media, 
it's highly unlikely that we would have that commission at all. You know what I found uh, very interesting and funny at the same time, William, is someone uh, sending a tweet saying um, that, you know, the, the stuff that's coming out uh, or, or out of the Zondo Commission and media has no headlines at Dololo and you're thinking, but it is media that's uh, playing this uh, court. Uh, and, and so is there any biasness um, from where you stand uh, towards media? So, I mean, some media, there's no doubt they are. They, they do favor particular audiences and they bias to the extent that they speak to more to their issues. So if you say, are there sufficient media that speak to the issues uh, of the majority of South Africans who are poor and, uh, you know, have very little, then the short answer is no, you know, mm. and that's not necessarily the fault of the media per se, but because of the model that we've adopted as our uh, society, which is a capitalist model. If we're going to change from that, then, you know, that's a bigger societal question. But certainly if you look at the media that are there, the ones that subscribe to uh, policies and, and codes and are accountable to them, then, you know, to varying degrees, they, they, they make mistakes. But by and mm. large, you know, without them, our democracy would would certainly not be anywhere near as, as advanced as it is. If they, they, there can be no doubt about that. All right, uh, let's uh, take your calls on 0891-104-207. What's our voice notes on 0614-104-107 at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, we also welcome your SMSs, 40938. Uh, And the question is, is uh, South African media playing dirty? Uh, What is your comment uh, on this? And uh, joining me is William Baird. We're taking a break. We'll be back straight after this. Call Chris Salda now, 0891-104-207. All right, uh, taking your questions, comments, we're talking about South African media. And and like you said, uh, William, that it's not just about South African media. Uh, media in general um, is, is under attack uh, currently. Let's talk about uh, at times when it's not a popular idea, um, and and you, you have to shift narratives. What advice do you give to a person to just remain unbiased? So I think that there are a few things people should be doing is they should make sure that they uh, get their news and information from a range of different sources. The best way of, of being able to discern if media are covering something well or, or poorly is if you are getting it from the, the looking at the same story from different angles and perspectives. Some journalists might uh, speak to a different source or bring a different idea to something, and others will speak to someone else. So the short answer is they should be listening to SAFM, they should be listening to an, another radio station news, they should be reading online from different sources, and they should be following different pages on social media. They're so... The simplest mm. answer is, is consume from diverse sources, but make sure that those sources are, are reliable and, and credible to begin with. There's no point in following people that are just out there to deliberately disinform. And there's also being, um, there's a, a growing phenomenon of fake news um, for, for mm. society at large. How does one um, ensure that you're not following or even quoting? And unfortunately, with the advent of uh, social media, it's easy to just retweet or forward a message uh, and, and only to find that it's fake news. Yeah, so I mean, this is the thing. A lot of this stuff, and they're getting clear these people that are out there. And, and let's be clear about this. People that go out there to deliberately disinform 
in order to confuse things are destabilizing our democracy. They are enemies of, of, of South Africa and, and, and all of the things that we're trying to build and that they are responsible for seeking to undermine our, our democratic state. And so accordingly, you know, we need to make sure that we take steps to combat that, but also, you know, make sure that you don't share things. So as I said, one is to follow um, sources that you know and, and can trust. So following the, the public broadcaster for all its faults, at least you know that there are real people there and you know what they're up to. And if they fail, you can take them to the BCCSA. The thing with these dodgy ones is that you don't. They don't, they don't tell you who's behind it. So look at the sites and the information. If you're getting a tweet or, so, or a comment from someone on Facebook and you don't know who's behind it, Look it up on, on the, you know, Google it or, or go to one of the alternative searches. See, mm-hmm. see where that thing comes from. See if, if, it's, if it's being reported by reputable media. If it isn't, chances are it's probably not true. And then make sure if you don't see a name and, and, you, and if you search for that name online and that person doesn't have a history, chances are they may be completely made up or they're just not uh, willing to share who they are. And if you are in the business of being a journalist and you're not prepared to say who you are and what uh, values you, you subscribe to, then people should have no reason to believe mm. anything that you that, 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 that you put out there. So if we Google you now, we look you up, we'll know who you are, we'll see you on the SAFM page, people will be able to read about you, there'll be social media handles and all sorts of things. Um, whereas for a lot of these, these dodgy entities and people that are out there to disinform, you won't find anything about them. They just, you know, pretend that they don't exist. And journalism is also about fact. Um, but, you know, objectives are also about opinion. So how does one balance the two? So oftentimes those things don't uh, do very well. And uh, there is a tendency, and certainly um, as journalists access less people in their stories, there's a greater likelihood that their own views will will come across in that. I mean, part of it is about saying, you know, we need to make sure that the management uh, of these different media entities ensure that journalists keep news as news and that they have opinion as opinion. And there's not a problem with that, you know. It's very good to you to interact and engage with diverse opinions, but we need to be clear that they, that those are opinion pieces and not uh, and not news. And I think that uh, again, this is about uh, encouraging critical media literacy and ensuring people are digitally literate. So a lot of it is about making sure that ordinary members of the public can help us fight disinformation. That this mm-hmm. isn't just about journalists out to uh, you know do only this and help defeat the, defend our democracy. This is about what role every South African and every person in our borders can play to help make sure that we deepen our democracy. And there's also, I mean, uh, I don't know whether it's an edge of people always wanting a controversial headline. I guess uh, it leads to uh, the buying of uh, whatever publication. Uh, where do we draw the line with, uh, you know, something that is newsworthy and, and something that is just out there to just attract attention? So, I mean, a lot of those things are, are problematic. And again, the more ethical media aren't going to do mm. anything that's necessarily going to cross uh, too many ethical lines. As long as there's a relationship between the headline and the actual content of the article uh, that, it's, that, that, that then follows that, you know, I think that that's uh, a reasonable uh, approach to take. But clearly, 
you know, it depends on the on the media and on the entity that's putting that out there. That sometimes you do get um, things that don't speak at all to the uh, the content of the story. Sometimes you'll get a sub uh, a subheading that'll completely put a different spin on a, on a story, and, and 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 that can be grossly unfair to the people involved in that. So yeah. you know, there's no doubt that we have to be cautious of those things, and a lot of that comes down to. You know, making sure you've got good, skilled people doing that work, and and the apology will come in a tiny little corner, and and not be as bold and and a headline. When a person feels aggrieved, where do they go? So, with the overwhelming majority of credible media, so like the broadcasters, for example, if you've got a complaint, it can go to the Broadcast Complaints Commission. <coughs> Excuse me, or. If you are um, an online or print media, you can go to the press council and uh, their code is there. The complaint gets dealt with in a cost-effective <laughs> and efficient manner. And that's usually the best way of dealing with it. We are looking at introducing something just in the run-up to elections to deal with disinformation mm-hmm. um, on social media. And uh, we'll be talking to you about that in the coming weeks. Let, let's give you a chance to sip some water, William. Thank you so much uh, for taking our call. Uh, let's uh, take the news headlines with Utsili Sak. At SAFM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter. Apologies, the uh, Jolani Trillo shall be back again at 2 p.m. And right now we're talking about uh, South African media. And uh, joining us is William Bird, who is a director of Media Monitoring Africa. And we take your questions, comments at SAFM Radio, um, both on Twitter and Facebook. You can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live, uh, WhatsApp voice notes on 0614104107, SMSs, at uh, 40938 charged at 150 and uh, 150 per sms and we also take your calls on 0891 104207. I haven't read uh, Hancho's uh, messages in a while. Uh, journalists like police are easily corruptible, accept bribes or even work as spies. Uh, they're paid for dirty jobs while others are ethical and, and expose uh, craft. And and I guess, uh, how do we then bring back the integrity of, of journalists, uh, William? Because, I mean, with these kinds of uh, stories and concerns, I think it's bringing down the profession. Look, there's no doubt that journalists that, that do uh, act in that way are, are reprehensible. They need to be identified and they need to, uh, you know, not be, not claim to be part of, of, of a profession. That said, you know, no one is going around saying now because of the despicable acts of Basasa that because of that it means all companies in the whole South Africa and the whole of the world are all completely corrupt and mm-hmm. disgusting and we should get rid of all of them. Not at all. And it's the same that applies to media. The difference is, is that people are very quick to say a handful of people that do wrong are therefore mean that the entire profession is corrupt and that none of them are trustworthy and and, are, and, and should be trusted, you know, and that's complete and utter nonsense. And we know that because, as I've said, had it not been for our journalists in South Africa, we wouldn't have known about most of these things, and, and, the, and the Zondo Commission wouldn't even be taking place. Yeah. You know, so that this idea, so I agree, we need to make that, that doesn't mean that journalists don't need to clean up their act, and that they can't do a lot more, and they can't improve the, the, the work that they do significantly, no doubt about it, but to suggest that 
somehow they're all uh, the same is 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 just completely illogical and irrational and 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 just pointless really it gets us nowhere as a democracy have we seen any accountability from um, you know some of the media houses that uh, once a journalist that is associated with that media house has been found wanting that there is um, some form of uh, reproach so they are to varying degrees depending on the severity of, of, of the issues so you will know that um, from some time back when journalists were involved in brown uh, envelope journalism, so they were paid bribes to do things. The journalists involved there were uh, removed very quickly from the news organization, and, and as far as I know, they aren't practicing anymore. Uh, more recently, we've seen the names of some people involved in reporting at um, the Sunday Times, for instance. Mm. Swift action was taken against them. Uh, and, the, and, the, and the reality is, is that the Sunday Times is still paying for, for that error. They've got to do a lot to rebuild trust and credibility. So there's no doubt that it impacts beyond the actual actions of a handful of people. Uh, but I think that, you know, in addition to those actions of accountability through the press council, there are also quite clearly uh, ways that the employers can and, uh, and do act to... Uh, take action against them. All right, so let's take your calls right now on 0891-104-207. William Bird joins me on the line as Director of uh, Media Monitoring. And uh, we go straight to your calls uh, right now. I think holding is Mike. Good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, Mr. Bird. Uh, Thanks very much for an interesting discussion. Um, I just want to um, uh, just mention something to your guests and maybe look for a little advice. Um, he made a comment that, you know, you've got to choose your media carefully, and, and that is quite correct, because there is, as, uh, as the lady said, so much false and uh, false news going around. And I listen to SAFM regularly, but I've learned even at SAFM you need to also be careful, because we had sort of strange things happen on that news show, SAFM, where we did not have the uh, Zonda Commission broadcast for one day. When I say we didn't have broadcast, it wasn't on the news for the, most of the day, as far as I can make, and in fact, all the time that I listened, the Zonda Commission was not mentioned, which I found strange because it was the same day as the by-election. And I wonder there if there's not some form of control there. And the other thing is on SAFM, uh, I'd love your comment on, is that they do not allow opposition parties, or they don't welcome opposition parties to comment. For example, we had the Education Bill was released recently, and I was told on air that they don't invite political parties to comment on ANC policy. They just only invite stakeholders. Uh, don't you consider that sort of form of, of media manipulation, or am I just being too sensitive? Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. I'd have you know um, that this afternoon we are going to be speaking to the president of uh, Economic Freedom Fighters, and, and I hope that um, brings uh, to light that uh, we, we are not allowed to be biased on this. And I guess uh, I'm not speaking on behalf of that uh, <coughs> presenter, um, but oftentimes would rather have uh, political parties speak to their own manifestos um, than use an opportunity for a specific party 
opportunity to critique. That's just my view. And uh, um, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for that input. All right, uh, as we conclude, um, William, what should give uh, for us to get to a place where uh, we take back the respect for, for journalism? I mean, we've said this so many times that not all journalists are corrupt, um, but it's easy <coughs> for people to just use a sweeping statement um, that, uh, you know, South African media is playing dirty uh, just because of a few rotten apples in the bag? Well, I think there are two things. The first is you've got to ask when people make those claims, who, are the, who is it that are making those claims and what interest mm. uh, and agenda are they, <clears throat> are they serving? In most instances, the people that are out there attacking the media are the same ones who are being exposed for all manner of, of, of things. And this, again, that's not unique to South Africa. People do that as a default approach around the world. I think the other thing we can do is look at what's happening at the SABC. We went through one of the darkest periods since our democracy under Mr. Motuneng and, and another collection of, 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 of some of the people that happily abided by his policies where things were... Uh, and did go deeply and profoundly wrong at our public broadcaster. And what they've done about that is to say, well, firstly, we have uh, an inquiry into sexual harassment and conduct at the at the broadcaster, and then we have an inquiry into editorial interference. That hasn't happened, uh, though at least a report from that hasn't uh, yet been finalized, as I understand it. But they also then review the editorial policies and engage in public uh, interaction on that and, and, and input. That's how you build credibility. You say... If something has gone profoundly wrong, we have a, a credible thing with it. We get gather the evidence, we see what emerges, and we put systems in place to combat that. And if people see things going on, they need to get on there, they need to call it out, they need to phone and complain, like your previous caller did, because that's how you get people to see that or hear things that they might not hear because they aren't there. You only know what mm. you know. You can't see what you can't what you can't hear, right? So part of it is about saying. You need to ask questions. Ask questions of the radio. Are they getting the different voices? Think about who's speaking. Think about who gets access to these things. We know that there's a general bias throughout mm-hmm. the media around the world uh, that favors men. You know, most uh, yeah. sources in the media tend to be men and not women, and that's a that's a bias globally. That's and that's about the dominance of patriarchy and and, and power relations uh, throughout. You know, across the world. So. But that's a bias. But you can't just blame the media for that. That, to a degree, is a reflection of uh, what happens outside of, 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 of the media. So it's a complex system. But to simply blame the media and accuse them as being this and this and this, when you say the media, people who say the media is this, that should be an immediate red flag to be a, to be a warning. If you say this particular media does these and these and yeah. these things, then you start to build a far more coherent argument. And we need to call people out on that. And argument must be backed by fact. Thank you, yep. William. Thank you very much. Thank William you. Bird joining us as Director of Media Monitoring Africa as we're talking about uh, the state of South African media. And thank you so much uh, for your contributions. We